Listen up, fanboys, fanboys, <laughs> and here's your host, a man who can stuff my turkey, Derek McCaw. How do you feel about that? Just go with it. I don't like it. You don't like it? It's no. Thanksgiving. I know. Just go with it. Seriously? Seriously. Seriously, we're going to stop that? No. This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. Uh, this is the podcast on Wednesday, November 22nd. Bazinga. And uh, we're here from Elusive Comics and Games 2725, El Camino Real Suite 104 in Santa Clara, California. Or there's coyotes on the loose. There are coyotes <laughs> on the loose. <laughs> and, uh, it's a quiet night. Yeah, the, well, because we know we're podcasting earlier than usual, so the gamers haven't shown up yet. The oh, gamers, yeah. those are like the zombies in The Walking Dead, right? Sort yeah, of, except, okay. they're, except they're rolling 20s headed to die. And if you hit them in the head, it doesn't kill them. No. I've tried. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, and of course, to my right is uh, announcer and color commentator. Lawn Dungeon Master Lopez. Mm. Wrong kind of dungeon. Yeah, I know. And uh, we Wrong. have a couple of guests tonight. Uh even though uh, one does come in with uh, semi-regularity, uh, but uh, we haven't seen you in a few weeks and maybe even a couple months. So, yeah, it's been a while. So, yeah. It's been a while. Who are you? Uh, my name's David Tapia. I'm, uh, you know, sometime frequent visitor. Right. Guess you can't be sometime infrequent, can you? Legal, by the way. Oh, okay, good. That's good to know. Um, ladies. Yes, okay. And uh, one who has not been on the podcast for quite some time, uh, fresh from his... Uh, I like to call him old school. One of the, old school. One of the founders. Uh, no, he's, uh, he was the uh, designer of Fanboy Planet 2.0. Ah. Uh, the, the but he was not one the of website. the founders, right. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, No, yeah. no, 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 I'm saying no, because we, mm-hmm. we did not meet until like a year after Fanboy Planet had started. Very yeah. true, very so, true. So he could not I just see his it. name all over the website. And, and you should. stuff. Yeah, I did that on purpose. Oh, the yeah. man better known as Oa Fett. Oh, that's very true. Thank you yes. very much. Yes. Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Michelle Mish Saman. And uh, as Derek said. The Green Mandalorian. The Green Boba Fett. You're here on your, your, your annual trek to Portland. Yes. Yes, I'm on my way it's up like, north. like Cain walking the earth. Mm. And he stops in Santa Clara. Just for you ah, guys. That's nice. Okay. And, of course... Podcast producer, Moral Compass. Rick Brett Snyder. And resident Henny Youngman. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> I would have went with yellow shirted. But oh, I Henny have, Youngman that's more works a, too. It's more of a mustard. It's not it's yellow. It's not quite mustard. Goldenrod? Faded mustard. Goldenrod. I go with goldenrod. 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 Hey, C3PO right there. We're right. trying to throw the it colors might. in so that... Ooh, nice. Oh, green and yellow. Did you get that from uh, Target? Target. Yeah. Those green Lantern like, t-shirt. Those are nice. Wait a minute. Can you wear a green shirt, Green Lantern shirt under a yellow... Yes. Button it it up does like lose most of its power. That's yeah. true. That's yeah, how you're I killing keep the power it. down. Interesting. Otherwise, he would just be glowy. I would be insanely would be glowy. glowy. Do Green Lanterns get like... Cancer from all the radiation? No. Okay, I was just I checking. I, I don't think it's ever been. I don't think they've ever said that the ring is uh, radioactive. radioactive. 
It's a power it's your will. It's just magical. It's just a magical ring. <coughs> and it's an energy manifestation of your will. And what's amazing is that by podcasting out of the store, we get to we get to say things like that, which are being said. And we're taken seriously by they, everyone they, at the these, table. These arguments are happening all across the country in comic book stores, but we, you're listening to us. You That's heard tomorrow. it here first. Tomorrow, sitting at a similar table, you will not be able to have this conversation. No, I will not. Seriously. No, no, no. No, no. Or you have to sit at the kids' table. Yeah. I do. Okay. Well, yeah. then you can have this conversation. My son and I might have this conversation. If you'd say, Dad, what's radiation? Mm. Mm. So Maybe. Maybe. So we've got some comics news. We've got a little movie news. We're kind of wrapping, coming into that time of the year. We're going to go two weeks. Where a lot of the movie stuff kind of winds of the down year. a little bit. Because people are getting ready to go on Oscar vacation. bait. They're trying to close some things down. So it's not so much there. But TV happens. Quite a bit of TV going on. And maybe catch Oh, it happens. TV. And DVD releases as we're trying to uh, shop get for things Christmas. Ready for, yeah, shop like for movies. Christmas. Gift giving. Or if you, are, uh, if you are a geek, you're probably actually buying the things and claiming their gifts. But you're getting them for it's yourself. It's a gift for me. <clears throat> yes, a lot of gifts for me. Like, Dave, you're getting some gifts for yourself. Uh, what was it? Was this a DVD you just bought yesterday? Or um, did well, the one I went to the actual store to buy yesterday was uh, I got Conan in 3D Blu-ray. But um, I got a bunch of Black Friday deals. Um, you know, picked up <coughs> Lord of the Rings Extended Edition for like 49 bucks and Jurassic Park for like 29 They had that at Fry's this morning for 39 which one? Lord of the Rings extended on Blu-ray. Um, now you know he, well, you could have let him. Amazon. You could have let him have that. But they they sold out really fast. I'm sure. There's you know there's just there's so much stuff being sold everywhere. It's kind of hard to kind of keep up with the. Best In this stuff. economy, and you have 15 hours to spend on Lord of the Rings. No, I'll probably you know. He still hasn't finished Lost. Yeah. Uh, sh- Oh, okay. I'm only... Spoiler still, alert. Yeah. yeah, I'm still getting through that last <coughs> one. That's funny. How okay. much longer can it get extended, though? Lord, Lord, of, the Rings? Lord of the Rings? Two more hours. Really? Yeah, it's, it's two Blu-ray discs per film. <coughs> You're kidding and that's me. Not, you and then stop. the extras are a third disc. Holy 15 Lord. disc uh, box set yeah. for three films. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, it's wow. crazy. That's a lot of Middle Earth. And, and then, they, and then and they're going to make it in... They'll do it in 3D... And then there's The Hobbit. Well, someday. Someday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe in about five years. Mm-hmm. But let's talk comics first. Yes. So the Hobbit is Because we always do. We do. So that people know. We've got to, you know. Do we get any fanny mail? We absolutely do. It's it been first. two weeks. Uh, well, we did, didn't we? Bill Bossert sent a thing uh, with the, the link to um, the trailer for his uh, The Horror of Dracula. I think he sent me he sent one. Me. Did he send us all one? Personally? Yes, he said one person. Yes. He said it really wasn't necessary to talk about it. We could talk about oh, it. Oh, well, I'll just say... I didn't uh, watch I it. Ca- I'm keeping an eye on it. Well, you know, that's something we'll be talking about when it's really closer, but he did have a trailer. When yeah. he does the West Coast tour, we'll Which, interview So, him. Bill, you should, yes. We'll figure that out. Yes, that'd be great. Because he did say that. He's thinking about coming to the West Coast in January. For a Come to the coast. Have a few laughs. But he's thinking L.A., so it's, you know... Oh, are we gonna well, it's just 15 minutes south. Well, when we're down there for WonderCon... <laughs> that's in March. Oh... Yeah, we'll see. We'll figure it out. Anyway, so let's talk some comics. Next week, um, I, uh, is the fifth week event, meaning they actually have no event. So there's actually not a lot coming post Black Friday or Cyber Monday. Next really? Wednesday is still November. Yeah, I guess you're right, right? So there's, there's a few things from DC, but not much in the regular 52. It's kind of things from Vertigo, like Spaceman. Have you guys picked that up? No. That was a, The first issue was a dollar from Brian Azzarello and Eduardo Riso, the team from 100 Bullets. Kind of a science fiction thing. So, before I get into it, I was going to say, when you know you you may have a little uh, 
expendable cash because you, the, the regular things that you're, that you're ordinarily getting, like the only major Marvel book coming is uh, it's an issue of Wolverine, and then it's a like miniseries finishing up and so forth. Is in a week when you don't have one of the regular things you're subscribing to coming out. Um, what book might you turn to to catch up that you've been thinking? Oh, that's interesting. Maybe I should pick that up. You know, what might I actually? Do? Well, you you pick everything up, but. Yeah. But it's a time that people might come in and go, oh, I've, I haven't seen this series. Yeah, take a chance on something new. Yeah. yeah. Take a chance on me. What would you take a chance on? Lon is just, you know, my karaoke man tonight. It's, it's awesome. Oh, let's go to karaoke tonight. Okay. Um, take a chance on a new ABBA cart, uh, okay. series. Is there a new ABBA series? No. I don't think so. No. Wait, there was an ABBA comic? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> That's a shame. Yeah. Anyway. They should have called it. I would go with Spaceman. The second issue of Spaceman comes out. The first issue Is that like Inspector Spaceman? Inspector Space Time. Oh, Space Time. Um, no, uh, Space Man is about a about uh, a future where they where they've gen- genetically engineered the astronauts to uh, better withstand the rigors of being like on a Martian probe. But then they but then just like real life, NASA shut down before they could go. So uh, the guy has oh, dreams of what his mission would be like. He looks very like Neanderthal. Yeah, and he's he's instead um, now serving as kind of like a fisherman. And going out and doing salvage work, and there's a. Uh, Does he look different? Or? Yes, he looks very different, very okay. like. But it's also. Does he written, look like one of those Geico cavemen? Yes, he's also. It's also written in the slang of the future. So I love books. Really? I love novels and movies where they have where they do worked out the slang, what yeah. the thing yeah. is going to be, and so it's all trying to figure out. So it's what close some enough. of the slang they use so we can adapt it now, so that when the future comes, we'll look like we were cool, and they're the losers. Pay the dollar. What? Yes. We at least got to give the service. Uh, so uh, I'm saying if you liked 100, uh, 100 Bullets as far as the just the feel of the book, it, you know, it's the same team, um, but it's a very different kind of story. Uh, and, this, and, and it's a limited, I think it's only nine issues. So and issue one came, came out, out already? About three weeks ago for a dollar. Okay. And then two ninety nine. Is it over on our dollar stack somewhere? I don't know if it is. What's it called? Spaceman? Yeah, simply Spaceman. It's probably on the regular racks. Okay. It's, because it's not especially marked. It just ha- was a dollar. Or it might have sold out here because that's a pretty good deal. I think Fred Pohl wrote a book like that. I love it. when you when a Vertigo offers a first issue of a new series for a dollar. Yeah. Because, you know, you do sample. But I'd buy that for a dollar. There you yeah. go. Um, Lon, anything that you would buy? For a dollar? No, no, no. Saying that if for people next week, if they come in and there's a... and what I don't know what's coming out next week. Well, no. Anything that you that you it's a chance for them to pick up a series you'd be oh you mean like since there's by. nothing really coming right out. so they can catch up on something what it's what might you looking around mm, that one nothing's yeah. really been exciting me lately does somebody spray WD forty or something what is that no but that's a good idea I think it's your phone no that's no maybe over there I don't know all right um new Captain America looks kind of cool is it any good. I haven't read it yet. Yeah, I, I don't know. But yes, you know what I'm yeah. waiting for? I'm waiting for the uh, Green Lantern Corps trade paperback to come out, but it hasn't come out yet. So. Okay. Well, and things that did come out, uh, I was pointing out to Michelle earlier today, the Pogo uh, strips are being reprinted. The first volume Walt came Kelly? out today, Walt Kelly's Pogo. Mm-hmm. First time in well, a couple decades, at least, that these have been in print, and they're really good, good stuff. So um, a little pricey, but uh, well worth the investment if you like comics history. So, and they're also, I think it's IDW is, I think it's IDW, regarding the Carl Barks, uh, Donald Ducks. So a lot of the basis of the animated series DuckTales 
first uh, edition, Lost in the Andes, is uh, out today as well. So already those things that you line up to give gifts to people uh, are there. Yep. Good stuff. Today also, I believe, um, Fantastic Four number 600 uh, hit the stands. Yes. I, I noticed that. On and the- uh, did you... And, do you know what a staggeringly surprising plot complication is in there? Well, uh, right. I did notice from the cover that the thing is wearing a wife beater, which I don't know if I approve of. He's I'm, done that before. I'm not sure if he's married, is he? I'm just saying he's violent. Yeah. Well, he actually White did costumes. he actually did kind of beat on Alicia in uh, the Well, she's probably itself. under control of the puppet it, master. No, though. he was under control of the, uh, the hammer, the the hammer from the snake god. Yeah. Uh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. You just make that up right now. No, you're not. Because <clears throat> that sounds so ridiculous. It does. So ridiculous. It it's wasn't comics. suggested by you like three years ago? Again, Probably. M- Marvel needs to... Uh, Hire me. Yeah. But they're not. They're laying people off left and right, and they're canceling books left and right. But I should mention, what event do you think is happening in Fantastic Four 600? Uh, the Return Johnny. of Johnny Storm. The Return of Johnny Storm. Johnny Storm is alive. Oh. Johnny Five alive? Johnny Five uh, Johnny too. I don't because know. Because they never said he died. He only fell. I know, but that was apparently at least Mar- at least Marvel waited till today to break that news in newspapers. But uh, it's yeah. still like wow. You know, I hope nobody got outraged or surprised. So have you looked at this? Does he show up in the last panel? Or? I have not looked at it. Okay, I'll uh, be reading it tonight. All right, there you go. So that's a book I'm always. So now up Captain on. America's torch again. What? <laughs> Chris Evans is what he's talking about. <laughs> oh, uh, well, he's going to be replaced by someone else. Okay, you know, they asked, uh, nice. They asked Chris Evans about that, and, and uh, I think Yoan Griffith about that, uh, like a couple well, a couple months ago. They were doing press rounds for different things, and um, both of them were asked that, like, you know, are you ready for the next Fantastic Four? And they said, um, they're moving on without us, hmm. and it's okay. You know, although Michael Chiklis is still waiting by the phone. He was a good Ben Grimm. Yeah, he's all right. He's a little short. Any more comic news? Yeah, plenty more. Well, as I said, Marvel's canceling books left and right. Uh, and, um, but what's getting canceled? Uh, there were la- last week we missed this. There were two series that was like a Victor Von Doom by Nick Spencer, the guy that writes Thunder Agents that you uh, yeah like. They did two issues. They didn't even publish them. They canceled it. Uh, wow! New. And um, Dakin, the Dark Wolverine book, is going right. down. That's good. And uh, you know, because a couple other books uh, that kind of on a lower level, but but Marvel's been doing all these cost cutting measures, and nobody's quite sure. Um, well, it's because didn't, was going, didn't was going Marvel there. just? I mean, don't they always do that though? They they sell a lot of books just to kind of flood the market and get the shelf space, and then when it doesn't work, they have to right, cancel and, them, right? Right, and in February they're still flooding with like the secondary series. Uh, you know, for Captain America, the the Winter Soldier miniseries Buck, they were talking Captain about doing. Captain America and Bucky or something. Right, and there's that. That one's already started. And there's like another Thor thing coming. And again, kind of so that the shelves will be loaded down with Avengers so of material. of course they're going to have to cancel books. I mm-hmm. mean, a lot of these are just kind of ploys to but push the ones titles. you said they were canceling are the books that should have been canceled anyway. Yeah. They're like Moon good. Knight? Let's I don't know what's happening with Moon Knight. I haven't I'm heard just that one. Say yet. that's a book. Have you have you read the Bendis Moon Knight? No, I have. Yeah, you didn't like it. I right? didn't care I, for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a couple more cross-gen things they were going to do, and they say they're delayed, not out now, canceled. Uh, they okay. were going to revive Route Six Six Six, which was one of my favorites of the cross-gen. I never books. read that one. It was cool. It was a girl. Sounds f- evil. I'd like him to collect the old ones. And I'd like to I would assume they have the rights to all those. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to get a nice bound trade of ru- ruse. 
not all the because that one actually ends. Yes, yeah. that that would that would make sense. And uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which was mm-hmm. kind of their James Bond parody, which is what he was called in Japan, right? Uh, it was Mr. Mr. Kiss Kiss, Kiss, yeah, Kiss Bang Bang Bang. Wait, does that have anything to do with the movie? Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. No. Oh, but uh, that's why Shane Black took that title because yeah. that's what they call James Bond in in Japan. In Japan, yeah, interesting. Yeah. All about kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, because that's what he does. <clears throat> yes, yeah. I it's get it now. One of the tracks I think in uh, Goldfinger, Doctor No, is called Mister. Kiss he kisses kiss girls and then he. Or is it you only live twice? Oh. Shoots no, it's people. not. It's right. Okay, it shoots people. Okay, <laughs> um, and. A DC announced, though, I don't know when it's getting released, a $150 complete Invisibles omnibus, the Grant Morrison uh, Vertigo series that uh, many claim was uh, ripped off for the Matrix films. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Wait, ripped off from or for? For the Matrix films. Like the, the, the Matrix the, films. The Wachowskis had read the Invisibles, and then I they had the script. I thought we just read in that manga thing or anime thing you sent out. That they ripped off Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell was uh, probably influenced, but it's not as much of a ripoff. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but knowing that Grant Morrison claimed that the Invisibles was like uh, the whole series, was like a sigil, and would conduct a magic spell, I think it's dangerous to collect them all into one volume. Uh huh. You know, some horrible things might happen magically. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's like you know, little known fact: if you're storing chemicals in a chemi- in you know, you don't store them in alphabetical order because it ends up putting some next to each other that interact. And that same thing happens when you put Grant Morrison in alphabetical order. I think. Thank you, you Mr. Wizard. I did not know that. <laughs> I think you buy the complete set for the guy who gets the complete set of the Lord of the Rings movies, so that when he's done watching that movie. He can then read all the comics of another series and then not have a life. Yeah. Pretty much. I, I, no I, I'm not saying him particularly. I'm saying... No comments. You're pointing towards Dave. <laughs> I would, no, I I'm not pointing well. at all. This is not a point. These that's, are four fingers in a direction. A that's a four-finger point. Uh-oh. No. That's a different move. Now, this is a presidential point, but we're not. I'm not pointing at anybody. Well, you need a pen in that hand. No, I'm not Bob Dole. This is an audio podcast. Bob Dole has the pen in the other hand because he can't move it. Right. This one, you just have the thumb. All right. Well, let's uh, let's turn digital um, just to say, <laughs> may we, that Comixology announced that they were the number one app for... Uh, oh, did they for, now? Uh, yes, they Not have too been. surprising. They're doing a great job of marketing. They, they are, but I would suspect, again, that's where I think the digital sales must be doing fairly well for DC and Marvel both. Yeah. Because if they're the number one app, and I don't understand if they track. So if they're the app, and you go to the store and you buy the the iTunes store and buy New 52. Right. <coughs> does that count as through Comixology? No. So the digital is doing very well. As we noted that uh, at dinner earlier, the Kindle Fire has come out, and despite promising that, uh, what was that? That the bit Kindle ne- Fire. That bit never gets new. It's, it's uh, so, the sound, the sounds of our lives. So, um, as uh, as you had thought that the, whatever the graphic novels that you bought from the Amazon store would go onto any device, oh, it has turned out now that people looked at it in the Kindle Fire is exclusive to those top 100 graphic novels, including Watchmen. That's interesting. Including the Dark Knight Returns, and I think all the Sandman collections. Mm-hmm. Now, I think you can probably get those 
Can you get them through Comixology and individual issues? You can get a lot of them. I haven't checked to see about the Marvel uh, trades through Comixology. Okay, but the Marvel no, the Marvel trades are through the Nook. So it does look like we're, we're having a platform war. So the DC trades are exclusive In, to, to, the, to the Amazon Kindle Fire. Yeah, and I haven't checked, I haven't checked to see about the DC trades. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so I'll uh, check on that and report. I don't know week. what you're supposed to get people for Christmas. Are you supposed to get them a Nook or are you supposed to get them a Fire? Uh, get Neither. Them, get them you an get Android. <coughs> Android tablet. Yeah. They're an iPad. Well, it's much more okay. expensive. Fight. Get them a fight. girlfriend. Fight. Fight. Okay. I have an iPad, but I'd still say if I was going to buy somebody a tablet right now, I'd just buy them an Android. I'd buy them an iPad from China. Mm. Oh, one of those iPads. I'd buy them a girlfriend from China. <laughs> Thank you, Lon, for your participation. We'll play with You're welcome. Dokey. It's a capital iPad. <laughs> and then, of course, for those of us who uh, were upset that uh, WonderCon was moving to Anaheim, Image announced this week that they are holding their Image Expo. February 24th, 25th, and 26th at the Oakland Convention Center, which I guess is somewhat smaller than the Moscone. That's about a, that's, uh, a couple weeks after when it would have been in San Francisco. Maybe, WonderCon. but but WonderCon's going to be in right. late March, I think, 18th? Oh, really? Something like that. Yeah, I know it's in March. Oh, my. So the expo gets a leg up, although it doesn't seem like they're focusing on publishers other than themselves. It is open to creators. Which hall is that in Oakland? I don't know. Just, said just the convention center. It's probably like the old school WonderCon they used to have right, that's, back in the day. Right. Uh, that's where WonderCon Just that one out. little convention floor. Is there a BART station in there? There might be. It's right in downtown. It's okay. Yeah, I've never been there. I didn't go to, to, I didn't go to WonderCon when it was there. No, I've only been to I used to, to take my Coast. nephew back in the day. That's when, like, <coughs> this was before the internet, so, like, Trailer Park was the big thing to go see because... They showed all the trailers for uh-huh. the movies and uh-huh. stuff. Now with the internet, yeah, no, you worry. Uh, hopefully, by then the whole Occupy thing would have calmed down. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Occupy awesome. image. Kinda. Wait, we could bring our tents to this image event and no, just I just hang want out. to go to a comic convention. But you don't. But have you to could go camp home. out. It's three days. You could camp out. No. It's three days, and that, and that's I don't the thing. Camp out in Oakland. If it was image centric, the question I have is: is would three three days be too many? Mm. No, no. Probably, if it's only going to be comic books, if it's going to be dealers and everything. I mean, you have to think about that. I, I would imagine. Well, I think you, you can. You could, three days allows a lot more people to come. There's, if you have it done okay, just two days, some people can't get those days off. They have to. Ah, uh, you know. true. I mean, you don't get the the big rush of people, but in another way, that's kind of nice. And we know nice at least all the all the partners in Image will be there. So. Yeah. Derek yeah. Larson. And also Kirkman. Rob Liefeld and some other people are making special appearances. Well, yeah, but isn't he still a partner? Didn't they bring him back in? I don't know. I think Wills is coming and Silvestri yeah, I and d- Tweedy, I think, are coming. So. I don't think Jim Lee will be there. but uh, Well, he's a DC guy. Now. He's sold out. Yeah. WonderCon and never really had the, the the movie and TV influence that you'd find even in a percentage basis. No, no, it was... No, uh, WonderCon was definitely becoming that in the last yep. two, three years. But, I mean, just just downstairs, just down in the hall. The, the, oh, no, the yeah, right, on the floor. On the, the exhibit floor, hall. not at all. No, not, yeah. you weren't seeing, like, a Warner right. Brothers booth or anything like that. That's what I meant. Although, again, this last year just kind of changed because there was definitely a push. The DC booth was dominated by Green Lantern movie mm-hmm. stuff, as was the Mattel booth. Yeah. Well, uh, I think it, it's, so it's going to be like a little, <coughs> maybe, Ape Part 2. Yeah. Oh. Have you been up to Ape? I have not. Yeah, you, Rick went. I went last month. Yeah, Ape was fun. Ape was very cozy. 
Did ape kill ape? No. No, ape must not kill ape. Ape shall not kill ape. Good. Uh, I was probably closing like uh, Kamikaze. Down in, uh, oh, right. You were down LA. at that in L.A., <laughs> the one that was held in the parking garage. In the parking garage. I mean, that was the only bad thing about it. It was nice and cozy, you know, and you got to see everything. You got well, to let's see define what cozy means, though. Cozy means, like, a lot of room to walk around comfortably and look at things and <coughs> mosey along and not be pushed. So you were in a, it was in a parking structure? It was in the parking garage. So you were walking through like the oil spots from cars and uh, stuff? Yeah, and walking through the... the it didn't, it didn't strike me. I had no idea I was actually in the parking garage until... Um, Somebody ran over you? Uh, no. <laughs> until I actually looked at the ground and I actually saw the parking lines. Mm. And then um, they, had, uh, they had panels and everything. And the panels were held right next door to each other. And they only had a curtain yeah. separating them. Yeah. With the speakers, so oh, that's you, it was, was Supercon did that a couple times. It was times, like was it horrible. was really, really bad because there was like one. And the acoustics have got to be great. Oh, there it was like really horrible because um, I was at a panel with all these producers uh, for web series and web blogs and stuff like that, and all these pe- uh, the women of web blogging and everything. Uh, it was actually a really fantastic uh, uh, panel, but they had the the. The costume contest going on right Ooh, next door, bad program. and yelling and screaming, and nice. they, you can barely hear them. And it was it, it took a little longer than expected, but yeah. Were I these mean, panels held in like vans parked in spaces, yeah, or no? It was oh, in the okay. open area. They oh, just okay. had like a curtain, so it's like yeah, they blocked off the curtain, and they had speakers inside, but. Anything above six and a half feet, right? Right. You, you hear everything that's going yeah. on next. Wouldn't door. that be a rad panel though? Just like climbing to some old guy's VW van and <laughs> just give you know, uh, ask some questions. But, but you escaped from that, didn't you? <coughs> no, I'm still living it. Oh, so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, they but keep offering you candy and Xbox. Don't go to the panel on duct tape in the van. No. Yeah. I always wake up with my shirt off and then like a weird hungover feeling. So it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. That's why we're not going to be at Comic-Con together this summer. What? But, yeah, that's my definition of cozy. Okay. It's just like the idea of seeing lawn lawn without a shirt on. That's that's long being cozy. We've shared rooms. I know. Uh, We all have. I yes. think all is it Rick? Rick's Rick is uh, Rick was well saved. off enough he can afford his own hotel room in San Diego. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, twenty years or so ago, you know, he became a software engineer at work. Uh, so let's uh, move on. Let's move on to movies, shall we? And we're uh, all done with comics. <clears throat> I think we are. Unless you have uh-huh. something else you want to say no, about comics? No, no, no. Um, and uh, Dave, you brought in uh, some th- things about Akira. The uh, movie that Warner Brothers is developing that from the uh, Toby Maguire still live action. That? No, I don't think it's Toby Maguire. Leo, Leo DiCaprio. No, he was attached at one point. Uh, the, the kid who's <coughs> sorry, he was in Tron Legacy. What have you guys been smoking? Garrett Headland. Garrett Headland. Uh, he's not producing it. No, he's know. going to be. So wait a second, wait a second. You're taking one of the most popular anime there you go. stories yes. of yes. all time. Yes. And, and for those, connect who, the dots. For connect those the dots. who don't know, anime <coughs> is primarily... <coughs> what is up with you coughing fools? We are well, not going to be happy you. until you cough. Anyways, you're going to tell me you're taking one of the biggest, greatest Japanese stories and you're casting a bunch of white people in it? Yes. Well, oh. look, here, here's my thoughts. I have no problem with them doing that. 
as long then, as they don't call it Akira. I was going to say, yeah, then don't call it Akira. And they don't because say they're a Neo-Tokyo. They're right. not, because they're, they're doing it in New York. It's already been Oh, done. that's crap. So Neo-New Neo York? Yeah. So the, the thing is, though, like, this worked successfully well for when they did The Departed, which was based off... Yeah, a, a Infernal Affairs. Yeah, Infernal, which was a great film on its own. So they could totally, you know, Just pull call this it off. based on Akira by whatever. Right, and you know what? I think it would be even cooler because only the, like, uber geeks would actually know, oh, look, this is supposed to be this part in the... Kind of like anime. how Hunger Games is basically based off Battle Royale. Well, or Battle Royale. Yes. No, it, that's Would only you? in French. Nice. No. Um, well, but the Hunger Games is a trilogy of novels. I'm not talking about the Hunger Games. I'm talking to Akira. Yes, but uh, there you go. And you go to Akira. I think the other thing is, but Lon's got a point. When you say only the Uber Geeks will notice it, I think the thing with Akira, back in the 80s when the anime was first released domestically, that was so popular that people who aren't Uber Geeks like know, me. knew what Akira was. Yes. That's it's, how I found it's been out. It's a very popular it. animated um, yeah, movie. So it was one I was hanging out with my frat with all my popular friends, driving my Camaro, and somebody was all like, "Dude, you gotta watch this Akira." And I'm like, "Whatever, nerd. And, give me my, uh, give me your lunch money." You don't and have the, a Camaro now. I did what back happened, in the day. Man? I started watching anime, and now I'm uh, a look nerd. What, look what happened. Oh, Lawn used to be 160 trim pounds of muscle. Never. That was maybe in the third grade. <clears throat> the waist down. What? Yes. Okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> that's that, that's just suggestive. So who, so that's just so suggestive. The, the thing that Derek was bringing up was that um, they announced uh, that uh, Gary Oldman, which was up for the uh, oh, part, bowed no. out or de- de- declined. Wait, wait, wait! It was too over the top for Gary Oldman. Not over the top because we don't know that it's over the yeah, top. Yeah, we don't. We, you know, no one knows what his. It's gonna is. suck. Yeah, but, but they had decided to offer the role to Ken Watanabe. Which so an actual, oh, an actual Japanese person is going to be in... That's the, stupid. He's playing Tonto. Oh, okay. In, uh, yeah. no. no. I don't get it. Anyways, um, yeah, this thing says it has disaster written all over it. Yeah, because uh, several, several actors have turned it down for, I, I would guess, the similar reason of... This makes no sense. Got call it something yeah. else. And fans just hate the idea. Fans, like yeah. everywhere, are extremely disgusted with it. Especially like, I mean, you've had you had Dragon Ball that was remade, and they didn't. That like was that. a hit, wasn't it? Uh, no, we may and, have different yeah. definitions of that word. And okay. and then you know, it's just like the idea Airbender. of having Akira. Then there's Airbender, which brings up the same point that yeah. that was a hit, forward. wasn't it? No. Uh, I Although mean, at least the last air, uh, the last Airbender was developed uh, in the by United an States, Asian in right. the United States, so so so. But it's Just like the idea Asian. of Akira. Akira is the definitive anime movie hit, and the reason for it was because it was like it was the Star Wars of anime, where it was like the best drawn, the best edited, the best. It was cutting edge animation. There were effects you hadn't seen in animated films before. The the action, the the rotoscoping, everything. Exactly, it was like it done. was it was awesome. Everything about the animated series was uh, animation was uh, so great, and and that movie is only one part of a larger saga. Well, it's, a, it's a digested part of right, it. Right, it's they it's changed the end from the from, from the, the comic from books. The comic. I mean, from the manga that was from Japan. So you have that whole thing going on, and then you're which is not unusual for for Japanese uh, series to to do multiple series on the basically the same story. Uh, yep. Yeah. 
And then you're doing this movie, and you're casting these guys with Japanese names. Which is not unusual for U.S. producers to screw up. <laughs> he jumped in on every single part. Was I, was, I was doing that last one on purpose. Just, everything about it is kind of wrong. That's how I feel. They may change the names. They may not have Japanese names. Then don't call it Akira. <coughs> what would you call it? Gone with the Wind. Arika. Okay, Arika then. Okay, we, we, Fair we, enough. We shall call it Arika. Now, I also heard something like they were offering one of the female road, roles to Kristen Stewart. You yes, you she that? does join that, yes. She does join it? She has joined that. Okay. So, um, she has joined it. That's not official, is it? Yeah, she, she took a role. Okay, I need it. to ask something of the whole panel here, and maybe even for the fanboys at home. And write into us <clears> at <throat> editor at fanboyplanet.com. Kristen Stewart. Hot or not? Not. I I can't decide. Leash? I don't know who that is. Hold on. The, the chick Twilight from Twilight. Girl from Twilight. Oh, I don't, the know, psycho any, chick I don't from know anything. Twilight. You must have Twilight. seen a picture. I have never seen a, a picture. picture. You've never seen a poster or a billboard no. when you're driving down the... And L.A. Uh, no. The Runaways? No. She played Joan Jett in The Runaways? No. Which you I find heard Joan Jett attractive. I heard Adventureland? Adventureland? No. Sorry. Snow White and the Huntsman? You're in Hollywood. Oh, her? Yeah. Uh, the movie that hasn't come out yet, he knows. Yes, I do. Uh, Catch That Kid? Uh, she's, yeah, I give her I give her a seven. I just said hot or not. No. So, not, not. I say not. I, I say I, not. Yeah, I think the whole thing behind her appeal to people is that she seems like a, she looks like somebody you'd actually meet. There's nothing particularly glamorous about her. I'm not she saying she's... like a trauma victim. She's not victim. ugly. She's just... She's just kind of a little above She's a handsome her. woman. Oh, I like that. Very okay. handsome. Okay. Yeah. Knowing yeah, my luck, I'm probably going like to have to work with her and explain myself. <laughs> right, because she listens to this podcast. Hey, yeah, seven's not bad. Yeah. Um, well, we do know that Robert Patterson listens, so. Pattinson. Whatever. Well, Robert Patterson may listen, but he's a... <laughs> Robert novel. Patterson in Flint, Michigan. Yes. Um, and Flint, Michigan, you're on the air. Yes. Mm, yes. So, uh... I think we should move to television. Cause I, I, we Are we done with movies? Oh, I've got a couple movies that came out. Hugo and the Muppets opened today. Did you and see I Hugo? Know. I did see Hugo. How was it? I really, really liked it. Okay. Explain. Okay. It's live action or animated? It is live action. It is based on a novel which apparently does combine regular prose pages with graphic novel pages. Okay. But I have not seen the novel, which is called, the, way they're hyping called it, the Invention of Hugo Cabret. The way they're hyping it, it's like some literary classic that Scorsese, Scorsese brought to life or well, something? Well, I said, The Invention of Hugo Cabret is this popular novel, apparently among uh, young adults, the so- which is really a teen. Is it a recent tween. one or in the past? It seems like only about five years. But Oh, wow. But I was talking to a publicist Monday night, and she said that it seems to be like... Uh, or not, I don't know if it's to say a required reading in junior highs, hmm. but it seems to be getting a lot of kids interested in reading. Sort of like what Harry Potter oh, did. Oh, wait a minute! Ago. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! <laughs> okay, Hugo. <coughs> shoot, I have seen this book. It's like kind of a carnival esque. Well, uh, no, he no. lives. Uh, he lives in a Paris train station. He repairs the clock. Have you seen the book? I've only seen the cover. I have not. Is it all like black and kind of gothy looking kind of? He repairs the clock. Yes. He keeps the clocks wound in the train station. So is it but like hunchback or no? But he lives, yeah, he lives in the clocks. And okay. his father was a was a clockmaker, so he learned this. He himself is only Hugo. Like Hugo Cabret is about 10 or t- between 10 I and 12 years old. I have seen this book, yeah. And uh, he... That is a not? 
He oh, keeps okay. stealing uh, clockwork pieces from this old man who runs a toy store. Yeah, in the point, yeah. And, and it has pictures station. in it, too. Right. And the... Uh, and basically, it's a movie, and I guess I would assume also the novel is about this too, about the love of the early days of cinema and the development mm. of movies. And Martin Scorsese uses all kinds of different techniques from silent film and recreates stages things that are recreating famous photographs from. Oh the yeah, he does the the Buster Keaton clock thing, doesn't yeah, he? Uh, the Harold Lloyd. Harold Lloyd. Safety last is hanging oh, off the. Uh, I thought that was Buster Keaton. No, no it's, it's Harold. Lloyd. Oh, okay. Which well, you like, guys would know. You're which, uh, yeah, uh, halfway through the movie, they actually show a scene from Safety Last oh. to to make that connection explicit, nice. but also from the early days of photography. So I went with my brother, who is a obviously photographer. a photographer, art photographer, who said, "Oh, yeah, that's you know." Afterwards, he was saying, "Yeah, this this shot was this famous photo," and then he sent it to me, and I'm, oh yeah, like he recreates these well-known photographs, and so um, it's uh, really great performances all around. And the kid who plays Hugo has been tapped. I mean, I don't believe it when the film actually happens is to play Ender Wigan in the, like, fifth attempt to make Ender's game. The imaginary attempt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I could see the kid doing it. It's definitely... How old is he? Uh, he looks like he's he, he's between 10 and 12. I, I don't know. If he started filming now, he seems undersized and underfed, which I've always kind of imagined Ender Wigan to be. So big eyes and you know and, and beans actually the small the one. small one yes but I bought but and Ender was younger than everybody else so yeah. I was feeling like he could be he was still smaller than than most of the of their classmates right. so he seems like a decent actor um, <laughs> and it also has Chloe uh, the girl you inter- hit girl from Kickass. Chloe Moretz. Yes, but there's another Claire, Chloe Moretz something. There's a Chloe Chloe from something Moretz. But we yeah, but we Chloe, Chloe Mintz Plass or something no, like that. No, no, but but you interviewed her. Nice try. You interviewed her with Christopher Mintz Plass. Ah, yes, yes. They're loving. Hey, hey, Derek. Quick question. Did you watch it in 3D? Yeah. And the uh, IMAX or the fake IMAX? Okay, because uh, James Cameron came out saying that that was like the that film Hugo has like the best 3D. I thought usage it was really good, and and I thought it made sense that Scorsese did it that way because I mean there was a lot of cri- uh, not criticism, but like what is Scorsese doing both a kids movie and he's doing 3D because <coughs> well, dude, there's enough death and violence in your life, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, and he has a 12 year old kid, so he's yeah. adapting this, but it's also. I thought it was appropriate since it's going back to the very beginning of cinema to be using the most cutting-edge technology you can for cinema. So it's like bringing it kind of full circle. But still getting back to the idea that it's the imagination that's going to make make a movie last. It's, Does it hold up for adults? <coughs> I think very well for adults. How does it do for I think kids? some younger kids may find it slow. Hmm. Because along how many with, coughs do you give it? I give it five coughs. Hang oh, okay. That's that's your <laughs> highest point ever. <coughs> nice. There we go. Oh well, yeah. that's that's right. a winner. Yeah. Wow. That was one bad. more cough and we'd have TB. So I uh, saw that and I saw the Muppets. And, oh, how um, was that? And um, it was cough worthy. It was cough worthy. I give it four coughs. Mm-hmm. It was. Uh, so Hugo's I did think Hugo was a better film. The Muppets is very nostalgic, very much looking, very much a love letter to Jason Siegel's uh, childhood, childhood appreciation of the Muppet Show yeah. and the Muppet Movie, um, and they're constantly calling back to things. Um, definitely the biggest role that the Muppet Uncle Deadly has had in uh, a long time. Uncle Deadly, he's the um, 
he's the monster, basically. He's got, like, long hairs coming out of his nose, big long Oh, snout. he's a scary-looking guy. He's a really scary-looking one. No, he's no, not the, the big one. one. That's Sweetums. Uh, Sweetums is there doing exactly what he does in the Muppet movie. Wait for me, guys. Wait for me. And running after... But it's, but Spoiler alert! Come on! Oh please! <laughs> it, yeah, that's a cameo revelation, uh, and there are some really cool cameos. Like is Richard Pryor in this one? Uh, he's dead. Oh, she. But there is a Richard Pryor Muppet. <laughs> uh, no, and uh, <laughs> that was that was a killer look. And uh, now I lost my train of thought because of, of you said clever cameos. intercession cameos. Uh, clever was cameo cameos. making a cameo? No, not that I noticed, but. Mm. Uh, Definitely more, definitely more referring to the Muppet show than the movie. Okay. Um, well, yeah, it makes sense, though. Yeah. Because all the other movies <coughs> have been, like, movie-centric. And they, they never and made a movie about the actual show, right? Right. Uh, the Muppet, the first Muppet movie was about um, get, how they got together, and then the assumption was that they did the Muppet show after that. Yeah. And then Really? Do we put a lot of assumption in the Muppet movie? We do. Do you think, um, like, scholars are looking back at the Muppet movie? There are a lot of being, layers. I think Jason Siegel was. I think oh, Jason okay. Siegel was, uh, was calling maintaining an internal continuity. It's been a while since I've seen that movie, but that movie was, like, the original Muppet movie was mm-hmm. really smart. Like, well-written, yeah. like, Steve yeah. Martin, Richard Pryor, all the... Was it Lily Tomlin? Paul Williams. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, d- I didn't think the music was anywhere near as memorable. As the Paul Williams oh, score, well, in the first they don't one. write them like that anymore. Well, no. I mean, at one point, they you know, they they do bring some bars in from Rainbow Connection. I was yeah. like, oh yeah, that's what's missing. Songs that I'm going to remember. Yeah. And there are a couple of numbers that are very cleverly staged, but I didn't think the music itself. There was nothing. I walked out going, oh yeah, that's a new song. I'd like to. I'll remember and sing. So, yeah. Derek, do you think there was uh, any uh, weight to uh, <coughs> the uh, Frank Oz dispute? And walk out to. The uh, what Wait, I've heard is Frank that, Oz walked out. What I've heard is that Frank Oz had was trying to sell his own Muppet script, and they didn't take it, so he didn't want to have anything to do with this. So okay, so it wasn't necessarily to do with the no he's kind of, story that was being told. No, Frank Oz knew nothing about it. I mean, he just complained to complain. And and the thing is, Frank Oz is kind of prickly. I respect the guy, but um, you know, I don't know him. But I'd say, but I mean, how many people do you really need to go? Ooh, <coughs> You know what I mean? The so. voices were different enough to me that it was like that was a weird adjustment. Like Miss Piggy didn't oh, sound dude, right. The, but the Muppets are like thirty years old. Their voices <laughs> are going to change. Uh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They make them all wrinkly. No. No. They don't age. They're felt. Did, felt that, ages. did anyone see them on Saturday Night Live this past week? I did. I did. Comments. No. Um, they were Muppety. Yeah. I mean, that was funny. It was weird though. The controversy there was showing the puppeteers with the Muppets at the end. Oh, actually, I didn't see the end yet. Yeah. Well, no. They, 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 good night, everybody. Why, well, there's they have, controversy? Yeah, because normally you don't show the Muppets and the people holding them. It's breaking that fourth wall. Really? Breaking, yeah. Um, yeah Avenue Q like, just did it. Right. But that's Avenue Q. That's, that's not Avenue the Muppets. Q, that's, that's part the of the show. That's is like it? taking off your, your, your Mickey Mouse. I think... I which mean, one late, does all the time. Late night TV, all bets are off. Mm. Yeah. No. So, yeah. plus, if you're walking around Comic Con, the guy who's Gonzo, he carries that thing around all over the place. The actual Gonzo, Dave. I Goldberg? think so. Really? I don't know if it's actual, but I remember sitting down at a table trying to enjoy my sandwich, <laughs> and freaking Gonzo got in your face. No, Gonzo was sitting at my table. That? Pretty much. Yeah. The chicken was not there though. Was he eating chicken? That would be awkward. Didn't he marry the chicken? <laughs> yes, he. Yes, Gonzo that's did. awkward. Yeah. Yes. So, um, what is it with the Muppets and getting married? 
Why are they only like... They're very traditional. Oh, uh, okay. Very, very traditional. Half of all Muppet marriages end. Has there ever been a Sesame Street movie? I'm waiting for a Yes, game Follow movie. That Bird and hmm. Elmo in Grouchland. That, wasn't that just directed DVD or no? No. Oh, Both okay. of those were cinematic releases. Have the, Muppet mo- have the Muppets and Sesame Street ever crossed paths cinematically? Hmm. Uh, Big Bird was in the Muppet movie, if you recall. There's a cameo, though, right? Yes. Okay. But uh, no, otherwise, no. Has there ever been a crisis on Infinite Muppets, Muppets? On Infinite Hensons? No, because their editorial staff is good enough they don't have to. I think I'd want to see that, though. You want to see the Earth 2 Kermit? Oh, I just want to see Sesame Street right. versus the Muppets. He's got claws. In an all-out throwdown battle to see who will win. That would not be a happy end. The, the winners would be the audience. Kermit <laughs> with a goatee. Uh, I think Sesame Street would win. They've got the grouch. They've got more monsters. <laughs> no, they don't. I don't know. they got a no. snuffleupagus. they got a big bird. I just got to say one word. Animal. Animal. Yeah. Animal couldn't take out Cookie Monster. Oh, it hurt. Oh. All right. I'm just saying. All right. No. If you have your own opinion, write into editor at fanboyplanet.com. Are we no, are we closing right now? <laughs> On movies. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's if you have your opinion about who would win. Animal versus Cookie Monster. That's a good fight to want to see. Snuffleupagus just has to start a good charge, and he could just take out half the Muppets. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, the only one who stands a chance but is Miss Piggy, because she knows karate. Have you ever seen Snuffleupagus take a good charge, though? He could. He could. I Plus, know doesn't Snuffy have a girlfriend? Movie. He does. Yeah, so there's there two, two Snuffies. And he has parents. Ooh. In fact, this is an infamous thing. They actually did an episode uh, of Sesame Street where Snuffleupagus' parents got divorced. Oh. Oh, no, no, no. It's never been shown because they test, tested it with an audience of kids. And they all and it cried. Was, it was, they all cried. It was too traumatic. And so oh. they scrapped that episode. Yeah. Because it's the one deal, the one issue that they have not been able to handle on that show because, because kids do find that too traumatic. Hmm. So Interesting. I'm just saying, Sesame Street all the way. Because they're from the streets, baby. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. got it. They got it wrapped up. They got a freaking vampire. Mm. Okay. Well, he does his count. Yeah, count how many bodies he leaves on the floor <laughs> yeah. after he sucks them dry. Uh, Which, oddly enough, there was a thing about vampires that if you wanted to get away from one, you dropped a bunch of beans on the floor because they had to count them. They Apparently, they were... They they have that in ancient vampire lore. Yes, you, so really? they would have this to count, count the beans to uh, to get to get. Uh, really? past them. I never saw yeah. that on True Blood. <laughs> yeah. It's coming this next season. <laughs> yeah. Beans. Oh. beans. <clears throat> nice. So let's talk TV. In the two weeks since we've been gone, Lon and I have ha- suffered a loss uh, or a temporary loss in that one of our favorite television shows has been pulled oh. from the schedule. I've heard about this Pan Community. Out. Community is put on a hiatus. Now we're hoping it's not canceled, right? I hope not. I think because everyone needs to write into NBC have you and seen, save Community. Well, have you seen the little thing to today? The the brilliance of that show hmm. that over over the course of three seasons, one episode each season, they've made a reference to Beetlejuice, and on the third reference, Beetlejuice walks behind. <laughs> I haven't oh, seen I that see, yet. That <laughs> it's like oh. they had a three-year setup for a, for a throwaway punchline of a guy wow. dressed as Beetlejuice walking behind them. <laughs> what episode was that in? The what? Halloween episode. Halloween. I don't know if I saw that one yet. It's, I missed the last two. Was it in one of the last two? No. 
No, no, no. I don't actually. I don't know which. It was just clips put together. It, so I've seen. There's a YouTube video where somebody's edited them together. Where they, I can't remember what the first one is, and they say, uh, you know, um, and there's edited, they're just throwaway references, and then so, and then when you just take that scene and um, what's uh, the the young girl, um, Allison, no. Allison Bree, but she the character plays, uh, is. Uh, Wow, you guys are big fans. We are. But we're old. Well, I'm I'm old. Lon is young, but there's Troy so and Britta and Shirley and Abed and Abed and Pierce and Jeff and Annie and Annie's, Annie's boobs. boobs. Right. Really, you could have helped us at any point. No, I was waiting to see if you guys were going to come around to it. Oh my god! I'm going to rot on mustache on you for November. If you're not going to help, go play D&D. Uh, this okay. is why they need to save the show, so I can remember, remember that right. last character. So Annie just last referenced it. To be I'm never person. looking at her name. You know what right, I mean? Right, I understand. She that. doesn't wear her name. No. <laughs> but she's got but other The monkey things. does. So, um, the monkey who lives in the air ducts. So anyway, please uh, save community. NBC. A brilliant, you're, brilliant okay, show. Here's, here's why, though. It's on at 8 p.m., on Thursday. Right. Right against the Big Bang Theory. Right. So I think CBS was trying to get Community canceled. Which, I'm going to be honest, well, I'm sure they were trying. And the other thing is, I like, I watched this last week's episode of Big Bang Theory, which largely takes place at the comic book store. It is no longer laughing with us. He was totally just mocking everybody who shot really? buys comics. Yeah. Uh, wow. <coughs> Actually, it was... Doing a lot about gamers this week, but <coughs> the oh, coughing dead. The, there we go. Both, both, uh, both sides. But yeah, I mean, they're like you know. Oh, but it's Winnie new. against it. I'd like to see that. It's like well, that's new, the thing. New, new comic book day is the only time that you get out of the house so that their parents can go down to the basement and change their sheets. Right, and it goes, everybody oh, sheets. But yeah. see, that's the thing Dave brought up. It's like Whitney apparently got a full season order. And I only, couldn't watch past I, the first ten minutes of that show. Yeah, yeah it's terrible. It, shot. it was horrible. So put Whitney How do you feel on. About two broke girls. Haven't I like watched it. it. I like that. I like that. And that's written by Whitney. Better, yeah, I think she's a better writer. I think she, I think she is. I, it, right. So put Whitney on at eight, and put Community on at nine thirty or whatever it is. Okay. And save a brilliant TV show. What I want is the back back thirty rock and Community because that's an hour of guaranteed laughs for me. Hmm. So yeah, but they're going to put Thirty Rock on at eight. Have you ever watched her stand up, the Whitney's? No. She's doing her, she's basically doing her stand a lot of her stand up. Well in what that comedian show. isn't when they get no, their no, own no. Well, when they get their own show, but the, so it's gonna be like how long will she be able to keep that up and but whereas Two Broke Girls is an interesting and fun concept to begin with. You know what so. show I'm in love with? No. The new girl? I like that one too. That is great. Is it the new girl or just new Maybe girl? Maybe just new girl, new girl. with Jess. Did you see the so, uh, yeah, Chanel. Who's that girl? What? The parody that. Uh, oh yeah, she did a good uh, job. Yeah. What's her name? Uh, da, 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 I can't think of Abby, Abby Elliott yeah. did a great Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. But the, I just realized that the hot friend on that show is yeah. out of control. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so hot. Yeah, he does uh, have a nice smile. No, oh. not that guy. The oh, black one. Oh. <laughs> what? That's Where's Troy Terranova? You guys want to talk about Terranova? Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> So Has it gotten any better? So we're like six or seven episodes in now. I think this is what, six. Jurassic Park, right? This is supposedly Jurassic Park. How many dinosaurs have you seen in the last couple of episodes? Uh, I don't know. Every I now and then they're thrown in there like, like, it's, it's like expensive, a man. small It's expensive, man. They can afford it. Yeah. Yeah. 
but it's it's just turned into the this like uh, this Earth Two Frontier Spy series. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. I don't know. Ever since they introduced this the the whole sun. And he's the fact there. that the son of the leader is part of the Sixers. Of the Sixers, and he's. he's oh, what got are the this. Sixers? For those of us who don't watch the show, they're a splinter group that left the the Terranova colony. Uh, that, that basically they all came on at the same time, and they left, and they formed their own colony. So there's some kind of conspiracy going on there, and they have technology that we don't quite understand about. Uh, the 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 tunnel is supposed to be one way. It's like they have a Stargate. Mm-hmm. Through time, you know, and they're sending a time people. tunnel. You might say, yes, yeah. Oh, it's like it's it's kind of like they have a time tunnel, and it's like Earth, <coughs> Earth of the future is so is, polluted. It's so polluted, and people are dying off and everything, so that they send them through this tunnel to the past because that's where the future is because they're dying out over there. Even though they won't have survived into modern day, so well, right. they they basically believe they're in a parallel time frame. Now. Right. Oh, okay, I didn't realize that. So, yeah, they actually say that they say, "Well, yeah. we discovered that we've we've actually broken through time and into a parallel universe." So into this other place. So yeah. let's screw up that reality. I was just going to say that. Who yeah. cares? That's so us. But it's so, I mean, it's it's it's, <clears throat> it's an interesting concept and everything. But it's like the whole idea of like the dinosaurs coming out. It's in our nature to, to destroy figure. ourselves. I, I think it was really. I think so that the true. series. I think the series is really interesting in in the point where it's like it's almost like lost, but it's not. Well, they threw us a bone in the first episode that they'd never gotten back to, which was the 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 hieroglyphs right that predated everybody. And it's like, where did that come from? And it's, so you're going, what aliens or? Pre-man or Which what? Smart dinosaurs? Free stack? They're, they're setting totally up... Totally dig smart dinosaurs. It's almost like I'm so afraid that they're the setting glasses. up all these things, and I'm so afraid to watch because I have a feeling they're never going to get to them. They'll get canceled before well, they do. They'll, get, they'll yeah. get canceled they'll get before... It, well, Fringe still to. survives. Well, it's not as expensive to make as this... This is very expensive. Yeah, this uh, is a pretty show. expensive. They've got Even it's, it's all outdoor shots. It's all they built CGI all the CGI graphics. Their their compound is all built for the series. But is it actually outdoor shots? Because well, it sounds. Just, I don't think that's CGI. It, I have this really interesting feeling because I just found out that almost ninety percent of like Ugly Betty. That was filmed outside, supposedly, was actually soundstage. Really? Well, it's on a lot, probably. Inside. It was all inside. Well, you're distracted by the braces. Right. Oh, that's true. (laughs) So, I don't know. I really don't know how much of it is actually really outdoors. But it is an expensive series. It is a very expensive series because the dinosaurs, when you do see the dinosaurs... They're actually pretty. They're pretty good. Pretty and good. what they said at, at the beginning, they said that the first couple of episodes, the dinosaurs are not going to look that good because they're still working on the models, and you will see them get progressively better throughout the series. So they should just save a lot of money and hire those walking with the dinosaur puppeteers, and just have those guys do dinosaurs every week because they look kind of real, right? Kinda. Yeah. So just do that. Okay. 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 I don't know. But Terra Nova, like I said, ter- like I personally, I, l- I like the idea. I like the, the premise of it all. It's just I don't know if I want to get so invested into yeah, it. You've been hurt before is what you're saying. Yeah. You know, yeah. Oddly enough, I like all the aspects of the colony and what they've set up with the Sixers and everything. I don't like the family stories. Yeah. The mm. family stories are boring. 
but the little teen love, teen romance thing. That's all they got. Boring. Oh, I actually really like the main actor, Jason O'Mara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life on Mars. Yeah, really, really, I really good. like that guy. No, he's I, excellent. You know, yeah, you know, kind of cheering. He's the co- he's the cop for the, he comes yeah. back as an escaped. Uh, they, they, their family had three kids, which was against the law. So he went to jail, but they broke him out of jail <coughs> so they could break out. Make, go so back he's in Mexican time. then, is what you're saying? Exactly, <laughs> right. yeah, exactly. They made him a police officer oh, come for Terranova. No, oh, I'm just saying. It, I just like the the episode where they're they're out outside of Terranova and they can't get back in. Because uh, all the electricity went down, right? And they're hiding from the dinosaurs up so in the eucalyptus tree. Yeah, so the boyfriend and girlfriend basically spend the night spend together. Spend the night with each other, with covered with dinosaur Eucal- eucalyptus, oh, dinosaur, dinosaur dung. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's that works. Face. That works. It's an odd it? fetish. Yes, I heard it works. Weird. I just thought <clears throat> that was just yeah. too weird. If anyone I know would know that, oh yeah, two of them are sitting at this table dung. right now. Shut up. <laughs> Before you go on to the next, do you have Walking Dead on there? I don't. Is anyone caught up, anyone caught am, up yes. on Walking Dead? I'm not totally. caught up. I'm I just want to say one thing about that show. Do. How awesome is the kid who plays Carl? How good of a little actor is that guy? Well, hasn't he been in bed for the last couple episodes? Mm, Did well, you in the last episode? I guess you're not caught Did he? up. The last episode, he's feeding the chickens in the beginning? Well, he's actually wearing the hat. Oh, yeah, I guess so. And they so. teach him to shoot. Did they, I came in late on that. I, is that the same one where What's-Her-Name learns to shoot, too, and they yep. go inside? same one. Okay, so I just missed it's the like first five minutes or something. So he's up and around. Okay. Walking Dead, Walking Dead, Walking Dead. Do you like Walking Dead? Hey, Hannah's here. Okay. Hi, Lon. Hi. Um, I, I am so-so about the show. Okay, she can go now. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I think... I think first Are the I comics better? It. I I think the comic is better because where I could you buy those comics? Here, I don't lose <laughs> comics and games. We're open on Thanksgiving Day. We're open three sixty five. Well, yeah, but you probably won't post before no, Thanksgiving I know, but Day. I just said, have you read the comics? I have. Oh, okay. I, I read volume by volume. I'm on volume fourteen. Uh, volume fifteen comes out in a few weeks. Um, I at first was really comparing the book to the series and was displeased with the series for that reason. Now I'm displeased with the series because I think it's just not as fast paced as the books. Plus, um, I think it's rather silly to have it going on so long where they're just trying to find that little girl. Yeah, they're starting to talk about that, too. It, it, it's, it's, it's kind of, I don't know what's going on. And as a friend of mine pointed out, there's a lot of heavy Christian themes going on, and not just at the farmhouse, like going into the church and praying to God. and it, None of that's oh, in I didn't books. Wrong! I thought it was kind of interesting that all the zombies were still sitting there in church. It's kind of like it's like a reflex kind of thing. They're thoughtless. They're Do you watch the Talking Dead afterwards? I have no, not yet watched because Kevin Smith actually made a comment about the praying scene. I think it was Kevin Smith <coughs> talking about how he kind of found that fascinating in the sense that what did he say? He was they're surrounded by zombies and he's praying to the f- ultimate zombie or something like that. Right. Mm. So, huh? Yeah, the zombie T-shirt people should probably be happy with that. The uh, humorous zombie company. Uh, I, I the, the issue that I really have with it is the zombies can do things in the show that they can't do in the books that made far more sense. In the books, like they the, can't like crawl. solve the Rubik's cube. Well, no, they can't crawl. Um, when they have legs, they aren't learning to get down and crawl. They can't climb fences. They can't run. They I think that's walk. a nitpick, though. No, it's it's a huge thing because in the book, and I'm not going to do spoiler. There's a very important several 
giant story arc period where they're on one side of a fence and the zombies are on another side of the fence. Have you seen them? I haven't seen them climb fences. I've seen them climb fences. I've seen them break 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 down down fences. fences. Yeah, Yeah, but they've also been climbing fences. They're climbing Mm. things. They're climbing the ladder Mm. or the fire. No, because in the first season they got they got away through by uh, Glenn had to get climbed up. They didn't crawl though. But they're but they're climbing. They were. We'll investigate this further and report back. Zombies crawl next. It's called the zombie crawl. Yeah, it's, it's a different crawl. thing. It's a different ah, thing. I'm just saying. We have that downtown at least once a year. If you knock a zombie over, he's going to crawl. Yeah, but they aren't going to think I need to get down on my hands and stomach and... If they uh, can, they will. Oh, you mean crawl like when the guy went to get underneath the truck? Yeah. <coughs> oh, okay. Yeah, they don't. Or I think if they don't see you or don't notice you, they don't go after you. I was thinking in the garage scene where the guy got down and crawled under the door. Yeah. If they hear something and they're hungry, they're gonna they're gonna get to it anywhere where they can. They're like it down there because when the horse was, horse was down, they're all down on the ground yeah. on it. They, yeah, if they can they squat the to time. bite people on the ground, they can crawl. <laughs> right? It just yeah. makes sense. Okay, I'll, I'll give that one. But the climbing things. This is this is this is absolutely riveting radio. When <laughs> right here, we're d- we're discussing analysis, zombies. Serious analysis because the thing is, is it, it, it it completely tears <laughs> apart. Large portions of his of his comic book story arcs, if they are able to climb. But it's different. Yeah, and he approves everything. So, uh, and it's yeah. executive produced by him. Huh? And he's even said on Talking Dead that the he believes the theory of the whole zombies and different levels of death or decay have uh, different, different abilities. That's interesting. And look, the whole thing got him on the View. So that's really all I was hoping. Really, for. Kirkman was on the View. Kirkman was on the View, being interviewed wow. by Whoopi. In the dumbest question hey, ever. I thought that was just a joke in the gutters. I didn't really think that happened. No, that really happened. I watched it. It was on YouTube. You could uh, see it. And then uh, we'll be asked, what is a zombie? Like, I mean, come on. Who doesn't know? But that's how Tom the audience is. But then no. again, you're, you're the zombie connoisseur, Derek. You love I am the connoisseur. I hate them, but I know them. <laughs> you know I must know what I fear so that I know how to, how to get away. Right. Well, I will say this. I think this season is far superior than the first. Um, I think it's moving along great in the character development. Favorite scene from last episode was when, uh, what's his she name? She grabs the crotch? She no, grabs no. the crotch. Hell yeah. Well, that was uh, an interesting scene. No, the, the scene where... Um, no, you asked me my favorite scene. That was it. No, I'm kidding. Actually, okay. it was a lot... Uh, maybe it was the scene, the the uh, episode before, but uh, what's his name? The the Hick, the backwoods guy. Uh, the one who does in the book? Daryl. Daryl's yeah. bitten by the snake or been rolled around in the mud. He's, he's uh, coming out of the forest and he looks like a zombie mm-hmm. and gets shot by... I wish they actually would have killed him that because that would have that would really been, raised the bar for really the show. Really poignant, yeah. Because that would have just been awesome, and then that would have said, "Yeah, this show doesn't pull any punches." But they See, pulled I, the punch. I thought it was going to be like Oz, honestly, where the actors lean in. We can't hear you. <laughs> where the actors in Oz, they all signed contracts saying that they didn't know when their character was going to get killed off, and in The Walking Dead, that's what it should be because in the comic, all the time, sure. the main characters constantly getting killed off, and it that right. creates a lot of drama. But in the series so far, it doesn't have that. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, TV structure and comic book structure are going to be different. I mean, it's just you got to just play it differently. No, no, no. Oz is a television show. Well, Oz was on HBO, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just, it's. I'm just saying it's different. You know, you got to develop these characters, give them a certain time. You can kill them at any time, sure. I mean, look at what Lost ended up doing. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> <laughs> and he's gone. I never even seen know. that. Wow. But anyways. Dave must lead an interesting life. Uh, 
Anyways, I just my main comment though is I thought the young kid who plays Carl is oh, awesome. Yeah, he's he really good. He's really good. You know, well, I just think the, first of all, I just I think here's where I'm finding the most satisfaction with it is that I've realized what it is. It's an adult drama. Period. Yes. Set within the background of the zombie apocalypse. So those that watch it and want a zombie movie every week are going to be disappointed and feel like it's moving so slow. Well, that's what the comic is. But that's what I'm saying, though. This show is different. This show is not the comic. If you accept it as a weekly <coughs> adult drama, then it's much more satisfying because... No, the comic is an adult drama set in the background of the apocalypse. Yeah, the but background. it but it's also a zombie horror survival story, to, or a comic as well. It Whereas is. I think the show is more leaning towards... Kind of the, you know, the, the interplay. Drama. Yeah, interplay, which, you know, the comic also focuses on. But I've, I've read a lot of stuff online where people are like, oh, it's boring, it's not moving anywhere, where I feel like, if anything, it's leading towards a total gut punch towards the end of the season to where it'll it'll start pulling, it'll start having those punches and people are just going to be like It's It's much away. more subtle. I mean, the whole revelation about the the barn full of zombies, right? Mm-hmm. And when the guy's talking about him, he says, no, that's, those are family. Those are people who are... Well, we should yeah. say, uh, just to say that at least it, it, it was revealed this week from an inside source that one actor, when Frank Darabont was fired, asked to be released from his or her contract. Oh, I didn't hear that. And then, uh, and then when um, when they decide when TNT got back to that person and said, "Okay, TNT we're or AMC." Uh, is it AMC? I'm sorry, AMC. it's AMC. AMC. And then AMC got back to this person to let this person out of their contract. That person had changed their mind. So there is one lead actor who was working without a contract, but they won't say which one. Because that I'm going to guess it's uh, Andrea. Because that would be what's her name, Lori Holden. Because that would be the person that is most likely to get killed unexpectedly yeah. in the series. So yeah, but they can't kill Andrea because she's well, a staple. At this point, they have the show, they have Daryl. The show, the show has, convert, has has diverged from the comics, so which far it should have. Point. There's nothing that you can say. Well, the comic went like this because it is so completely. Well, that's not that's point. not true. I mean. A lot of the, the the same beats from the farm story are still there. Do hey, you think Rick's going to lose his hand? I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, well, um, that's a significant that would, part. But that would be expected they did satisfy the fake. They did satisfy that with Merle losing his hand. Races. So but it's almost like they have. They've got a main character they don't have in the comic. They've got a relationship going on that never happened in the comic with a guy that should be dead at this. point. All right, well, these see, points have been made. I'm going to move this along because at this point, what you both are saying is exactly the same thing over and over and yeah, over. Yeah, no, it's not. I yeah. keep arguing the same thing. Then go to, go to your husband. That's why you got married. <laughs> that's what Steve's for. Okay, well, then go to Steve. But they've already said the show is not the comic. It's not. It's a different. That's why I'm accepting animal. it as a different animal. Yeah, good. Okay. Finally, you've accepted that. That's I good. Right. What's right. next? Uh, superheroes still on <laughs> comics going to television. Okay. Uh, and this week it, it sounds like a great idea. It comes out that right, now that she's gone. Sci-fi. So Walking Dead, no. right? Oh, okay. <laughs> sci-fi. Uh, is, ew, uh, you touched the. You touched me with your hand. You've been coughing. <clears throat> I'm, in, I'm doing the Dracula. Oh, Here, gross. I'll do this. No. Um, that uh, Greg Berlanti's production company is guy. going to be uh, is going to be producing a one hour pilot for Sci Fi for Booster it's Gold. It's Sifi. So uh, it's going to be written by a guy who's worked worked with Berlanti on uh, uh, Eli Stone and uh, is now a writer on Fringe. 
Booster Gold. Who is that again? Booster, Booster. Gold. Blue Beetle. Uh, Booster Gold. Well, just Booster Gold is the character Michael Carter. And it sounds from the Hollywood Reporter that they're keeping that profile much the same. Yeah. He's a washed-up football star from the 25th century. He was working as a security guard at a museum. Steals a bunch of, of weapons that were uh, historical artifacts but are futuristic to us and comes back in a time, <laughs> time machine. To become a superhero, heavily in tied era. into the Legion of Superheroes. Mm. In his, I doubt that that would be yeah. here because they got to make a standalone. But he did appear in the tenth season, tenth and final season of Smallville, right? Uh, and it was really well done in Smallville. It was probably the closest that any character being translated into Smallville had come to being, just like the comic. Yep. So um, I think I've said in past podcasts that boy, that should you know that should have been a spinoff that Booster Golden Blue Beetle set up from Smallville. Doesn't look like it's going to be connected. Probably won't be the same actor, which is a shame because that guy really nailed it. Yep. But, you know, um, that guy's also a little old probably for what uh, Sci-Fi wants to do. So we're going to get a pilot for this or a whole series? A uh, pilot so far. One hour. Uh, the script hasn't even been written, but the proposal's been – the pitch was done. Sci-Fi liked it. They're giving it a shot. So right. we're going to do a one-hour pilot. Well, they got to lose. For Aquaman, so, and that didn't work. Yeah. Wasn't that on Entourage? No, 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 Mercy, no Reef. Mercy Reef, Mercy oh. Reef, uh, and uh, but it's not that bad. And that Aquaman pilot is included on the tenth season, uh, on the uh, complete Smallville series, as well as uh, oh, sorry, as well as the uh, actually the original Superboy pilot from the sixties when after George Reeves died, and they wanted to still use uh, some of the concepts. Um, so that's been kind of lost to time for a while. Is that out yet? That's going to uh, the 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 complete series. Of Smallville DVDs comes out next Tuesday. Okay, so the 29th. Wow, and that and that includes those pilots. But Mercy Reef, I think, had been on the season seven disc. <coughs> I think um, I, I, I thought it was included in one in, in one of the earlier releases. But I'm pretty sure I s- I, I I may have got uh, Netflix that series and seen it there. But Mercy Reef had been like really popular. It was one of the first big things on iTunes. Oh yeah, they put that and that sold really yeah. well. So I was really surprised they never bothered. It to was pick a good it up. show. It's a decent. Uh, it was a decent pilot, and uh, just because it didn't get picked up, there's a lot of good series like Global Frequency ideas that never got picked up. But the pilots are supposedly great. So, like apparently Lock and Key, if we ever get to see that, I've heard really good things about that. Now. Or the yeah, Wonder no, Woman pilot. No, we've not heard about that, Dave. Thank you, though. Uh, no, because I know you hate it. So, uh, you have still haven't. Seen I still it? have not seen it. Oh Why? God. Because you told me it sucked. But you're, uh, you know, I know, but you told me it sucked, and I was grateful that you gave me a copy, but it was still... Uh, I did not. Okay. That, that copy was... It mysteriously appeared. Uh, yeah, okay. So, anyway. What else you got? <clears throat> that ABC, of course, is moving forward with several superheroes. ABC. Uh, there have been a lot of movement on the, a.k.a. Jessica Jones, which was the series by Brian Michael Bendis. And Michael Gaines also called known as Alias. Yes. Uh, so, Melissa Rosenberg is uh, the writer. She's one of the writers on the Twilight uh Oh, I hate it already. Uh, but she worked on another series that people really liked, and I can't. Uh, Dexter. She's written for Dexter. So, oh, that's a good show. So, uh, she's done a decent job there. Uh, so she's going to be uh, helming that. And, helming uh, or writing? Writing, but okay. also executive producing. Oh, okay. And uh, that uh, she said that it's going to be firmly set in the established Marvel movie universe, as far as the the ones from. The Disney still has the own, owns the rights to. She can't reference Spider-Man. obviously X Men or Spider Man yeah. or Fantastic Four. So we'll be seeing a lot of Agent Coulson, is what you're saying. Uh, it, it's a possibility. She did not confirm okay. that, but Luke Cage will be in the series. So wait a and, minute. If uh, they cast a Luke Cage for the TV show, mm-hmm. it'll be the same guy in the movies. 
Is there a Luke? There hasn't been a Luke Cage appearance. I know, in, but I'm but just saying. So they're going to have to cast a Ham and Eger as Luke Cage. Well, they're going to well, not necessarily because they said they're open to letting Agent Coulson crossover. They're going to reference Stark Industries in the in the pilot script so far. That that. But Robert Downey Jr. is not going to do TV. You don't know. He He's did out of before. He was a regular on Alan yeah, McBeal. I guess you're right. Yeah. Um, but that was when he needed Coke money. Now he doesn't need it. Uh, well, that's true, but okay. still. I think he's a team player on yeah, that whole his contract. That series. What does it say on his contract? Well, I think, I think beyond, that, beyond the contract. Player. Because, like, Chris Evans has that same contract, but Chris Evans says, you know, you're not going to waste Captain America appearances being very careful, whereas I think that Robert Downey Jr. is more like, so grateful for Iron Man really yes. raising his profile, and he has acted as the Marvel spokesperson yep. at... At so many conventions that I, I think he would, if they said we need a little goose, can Tony Stark show up? They say, I think yeah. he'd do it. Work around my schedule to be happy to do it. Plus, yeah. with Captain America, you just put the mask on and get anybody to play him. And that's true. You just you know, in, in that first arc, I think uh, from Alias, the uh, I think it's a yeah, I guess it's the, the first a, arc. It's a Captain America impersonator. Was it Captain no, America? No, somebody had a video of him, his identity, like exit leaving an apartment or something. He was actually like through a window changing. Yeah, I think. yeah. So I so you get to see his I little gotta, Avenger. I got no, no, you didn't see that. Oh, okay. but uh, it was dark. I so, so Guillermo del Toro had thrown in, uh, has turned in his Hulk pilot script, so that that's actually going to be separate. They're doing. They're going to do a Hulk television series. Oh, oh, I thought you meant a story like a TV show where Hulk actually has a pilot and he's flying. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? That'd be great. No, no, Hulk actually writes a pilot. Ooh, yeah. Hulk pilot pilot. Mm-hmm. Director, no respect Hulk Hulk script, Hulk smash. If if you Hulk look have vision, look out left side window and Hulk, let me and you I guess, see. And I guess we haven't mentioned the Punisher pilot. And I just want to. I'm sorry. Come again? <laughs> yes. There's going to be a Punisher TV show. Yes, and I want to. I want to kill your soul tonight. I don't mean to, hmm. but it's like. But you know what? I can see. Wait, this you working. said you want to. You don't mean to. Well, I can see this working. I think I'm going to, whether okay. I want to or not. There you go. Now wait, this could work. Okay, if you were going to make your TV show, if you were going to make the Punisher into a TV series, what would you do? Well, I mean, look at a successful series like, say, Spartacus on Stars or okay. Cinemax or something like that. All right, could do like an adult. But this theme. is going to be on ABC. Wait a minute, isn't that? Like the channel no Or no, like it actually might be Fox. I think it might be going to Fox. So uh, it's, that's it's, a little, little Fox. Okay. So uh, let's let's assume I, that it's Fox. All right. Okay. So you got a little more little room. It'll be the Shield. Hulk has an AM radio station channel. No, no we moved on to the Punisher. Oh, Punisher. Punisher has an AM radio station. That's Nightcaller. Well, well I can see it. Was it conservative? Midnight Caller. Wasn't there a show on CBS for a while called like The Equalizer? Yes, there was. Yeah. If you did it like The Equalizer, it could work. Okay, so yes, The Punisher is is going to be a New York City police detective by day who goes vigilante by night. Wait, this is the one you're they're proposing? This is the one they're actually proposing. Oh, boo. So by day he works the cases but wait. and what he can't bring to justice, he puts on the skull at night. So he's going to wear a mask? Uh, no, he's going to put this, the skull shirt right, on. Right, but who can't identify him? This is sounding really familiar. I don't know. Uh, no. It's just... But I mean, how is that... It's just not the Punisher. How does somebody <laughs> take a picture of him? It's the cape. No! Well, it wasn't uh, uh, Forever Night. No, that, he wasn't a cop. He was a vampire. Yeah. Now, see, if they if they did it more like the last oh, no, movie no, was, where... And the Punisher is a vampire. If they did like the Soap's Punisher relationship, that could work. 
as a TV show, but not him being a cop and then being a vigilante. No, Forever Night, the co- the, the the vampire was a cop, and he could yes. only work at night because he said he said he had a yeah, skin he condition. Only work at night. Yes, right. that's different than right. going vigilante at night. Well, and I don't know is when does he sleep? Okay. If he's got a day job uh, and then a night know. job. When does Batman sleep, for that matter? In the daytime. No. Yes, he Bruce Wayne makes appearances. No, he yeah, he makes appearances. Night. He doesn't work. He doesn't put in four When does Wolverine sleep? He's like in nine books. He doesn't have to. He doesn't he's have a clone. To. Oh. I just think that's a terrible idea. Um, I think they should go my route, do an adult-themed Stars series, and make it kick ass. I would totally see that. I could. I mean, I think that that could work. I would agree with you, but that's not what they're doing. Yeah. Well, then they're ruining the franchise. It's you know, they might as well just make him an angel who's come back to life and shoots magical angels. Ooh, what a great angel idea! Guns. Done. Oh, we let's right. pretend that didn't happen. I'm just saying. I know. I know. What's or next? they might as well just kill him and bring him back as some kind of Frankenstein monster or something. That and too has been done. Oh. Well, then I guess there really isn't anything you could do terribly oh. to the franchise. No, but what we can do to drive Lon away from the table is talk about some Doctor Who things. Oh. <laughs> I was just, I was just, yeah, okay. What? No, I was just going to say it's it's weird. You were asking, it's like, what can they do to the franchise and everything? I think it's still freaking weird for me to go to Disneyland and see a whole bunch of kids in Spider-Man and Thor costumes everywhere right now just walking into a Disney Is store. Is that happening right now? Yeah, just walking into a Disney store. Disney store, not Disneyland. Disneyland and a Disney okay. store. Like, the Disney store and, and at the Disneyland. Oh, there's a whole, a whole bunch of Marvel comic stuff. There's in a there. Marvel product all over I, the Disney store. Like, oh Disney my store, yeah. gosh, this is so... Like Wrong. bizarre. It's like where the princesses and everything. It's like all the girls dress up in princess. All the guys are dressed. But up But now you can bring your kids, both your your straight and your uh, gay kids, into Disney stores, and they'll have something to buy. Doctor Who. Amazing. Well, this, well this is why Disney <laughs> bought Marvel so they could attract the yeah. the young men and that's you know the the, the young boys. <laughs> I know. This is why Dave no, will not be not allowed on this podcast anymore. It's not your fault. Uh, Disney was Penn State. Oh. So, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so Doctor Who, yeah, you can you can leave now. Uh, so, David Yates, who was the director of the last few Harry Potter films, uh, oh, I heard about this. Announced that he was going, he was working on a Doctor Who feature film. Stephen Moffat tweeted that he was working on a flight to the moon. He had no plans, no budget, no means of doing so, but uh, that was okay. Uh, so the BBC has been denying what David Yates has said. Uh, meanwhile, Matt Smith has said that he uh, will be through, uh, that we, he will be doing a seventh series and will be definitely still the doctor through the 50th anniversary. And, uh, and then, of course, this week comes out the six, complete six series on DVD. Reinstating all the Doctor Who confidentials that the half season sets have not. So that's so that's good. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. So pretty big package there. Yeah. I have one more TV. Really? Go ahead. <laughs> I'll do it really quick. I'm surprised you didn't jump on that last one. I know. I gave it to him to do that. Yeah, you didn't. lobbed it up for him. Didn't oh, you? I wasn't paying attention. Um, did you guys anyone see the last episode of The Simpsons? Mm, no, with Neil no. Gaiman. With no, Neil I haven't Gaiman. watched it yet. Uh, Thank you for reminding me. I want to do that today. It actually was. It was actually pretty funny, even though the the, the theme was kind of dated. But it, uh, well, actually, I don't know, I what was the theme? It. Well, they kind of made it into like an uh, the um, Italian job 
kind of Ocean's Eleven type of uh, crimes team set up and like heist style. Heist. Yeah, so that was kind of a little played out, but basically they were writing a, a you know a, a new book that was gonna you know they were kind of what am I trying to say here? They were trying to prove that like these Harry Potter books aren't really made by one person, but it's kind of like a company that puts together a group of people to actually create this to typical Simpsons sell. Uh, conspiracy theory. Yeah, and it was actually really, actually really well done. And Neil Gaiman's one of the part of the the, the team. Hmm. Um, and then there's a little something funny that happens at the end with him, but I'm not. Gonna yeah, well, and there's a joke with that as obscure as that. Of course, Neil Gaiman did create the books of magic before Harry Potter with Tim Hunter, who had glasses and an owl. And was an orphan boy who discovered that he was heir to great magic. Yeah. So there's an extra reason for oh, that. Okay. That yeah. Yeah. Uh, Somehow that's all been forgotten. I uh, know because Neil Gaiman has been very kind about it and just said, "Look, you know, I, I'm not. He wasn't the first person to come up with an idea similar to that himself. So you know, he doesn't believe that J.K. Rowling had." Uh, seen books of magic be- uh, when okay. she was writing. So. Wow, so that is actually works at a deeper level than I actually didn't, you know, was improving. Occasionally that happens. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, if you have a deeper level to write in about, where are you going to push? Oh my gosh! Yeah, this this week, all uh, three of the of the regulars here on the podcast are published in Chris Garcia's fanzine, The Drink Tank, the 300th issue, in which he has 300 contributors or 300 articles. I'm not sure if he went to a full 300 contributors no, or not. Re- no, he has no, he has 300 contributors. There are more. There's like 320 pieces. Oh, okay. Um, because right. some people, I did a couple things. But for there's them. an article by Rick. There's an article by Lon. And there's I an article cartoon. by myself. And you did the at Fumetti. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you did the Fumetti of Chris Garcia's Hugo Win. Yes. Uh, scripted by Chris. Is that no, I just, I just no, said the that story. Was, that was, was kind of you. It was Chris's story. Because I, I totally believed it. It was no. very much like I could. Uh, no, I wrote it, the whole you, thing. you definitely got into Chris Garcia's head. Yeah. Where is this available? Is it only online, or can you it's get it? Efanzines.com. It's you just go to Efanzines.com. Go to the drink tank. You want episode three hundred, but feel free to read any of them because people, they're all free. You download the whole thing onto your iPad, on your computer. And there's no way to get a hard copy? I don't think you they're, were, they're talking about getting a printed copy of this one. <coughs> that, I think it would make great toilet paper reading. Well, I mean, not toilet paper, toilet reading. But the, the great thing about it is we can, say, toilet paper. we can say that we all have contributed to an issue that also features contributions by Alan Moore, Mike Carey, Gregory Benford, and there was, a f- uh, there was still another name. Ben Vereen. And there was another name where I was like, I can't. I can't. Kim Newman. Uh, Kim Newman. That yeah. was it. People that whose work I have admired for some time. Yeah. Like, oh, we're all in the same magazine with him. That's pretty cool. So. And a special guest appearance by Harlan Ellison's art. Oh, by by his art. Okay. Yes. All right. So on that note, then let's go to a deeper level and say, write in if you have questions, comments, compliments, commentary. Write into editor at fanboyplanet.com. And until the next time, I'm Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief of FanboyPlanet.com. I'm Ron Lopez, Bad Mamma Jamma. David Tapia, person in charge. Wait, no, no, no. Put, uh, you're still doing your other podcast, so why don't you tap Plug your podcast. Okay, yeah. If, if there anyone that listens to this is also a sports fan or specifically a motorsports fan... You lost them. Uh, yeah. So for that one guy out there, uh, check out F1Weekly.com. Michelle Saman, uh, international man of mystery. I still do stuff here at Fanboy Planet and very proud of it. That's yeah. nice. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to use your powers. Use your powers. Only, your powers. For, good. For, only good. for good. I never give up and I never surrender.
Those, Those were, were good days. Those were good days. <laughs> and thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com.